Hey, it's so good to welcome you to Fields Church Online, and we are so pleased that you've tuned in for this message. No matter what's going on in your world right now, we pray that you come away feeling encouraged by this message. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just stay in this attitude of worship for a moment. We're going to go out into our community after a short message, like Beth said. And all those who love me said, Amen. (laughs) That's okay. The Word of God's really important. I don't know if you realize that, that I'm so passionate about the Word. We can just let the children go out. I'm going to pray. Just give a shorter message today all around creation. I just can't get past this. I don't think God wants me to. So, Father, I thank you. Thank you for your Word. Jesus said, your words are spirit and they are life. They are life-giving, they are life-changing. We are renewed by the Word of God. Our minds are renewed to the Word of God. And as a pastor of over 30 years in full-time ministry, I've had the privilege of seeing broken lives restored, people healed, marriages healed, people set free from darkness, people set free from drugs, from alcohol, things that hold us the insecurities in people's lives I've seen those things broken off people's lives chains on the inside that have been broken as people break out and trust God for their healing and for who he is and father I thank you for your word it's like a seed that will go into the heart which is the soil and I believe it will produce a harvest a hundredfold and if you love the Lord you'll say amen amen let's take our seats is India here she gone off with the children or is she here? Is she out there? Oh, okay. I had a... Right, let's see if she comes back. Is she coming back in or is she walking away? Sorry? Oh, okay. All right. I did want her to share a testimony, but I can share that for you. And it's just to promote life groups. Who's in a life group? How many of you love life groups? They're the life and soul of, of yeah, someone's really excited. I'm glad. Can, can you just walk around the building and say, you're everywhere. Just sit in different seats and say, whoa, that's me. You're really excited. Um, yeah, life groups are really important. And one night, uh, India came on. Um, last week, she came and, and shared a little bit of a testimony and said that she's changed so much. She's been in life group about four or five times. And she said her life has changed so much and she's grown so much. One of the first times she came, she was in a hospital bed. She'd just had a procedure, not a nice procedure, in hospital. And she tuned in on Zoom. Oh, is she coming now? Ah, oh, there you are. Okay, wonderful. I thought we'd lost you for a moment. You can tell the story better than I can. It's great. Okay, so this is India. This is India. I want you to tell people what you said last week about, about Life Group, what you shared with the group. Okay. Um, yeah, let me have it then. Thanks. Uh, so have you told them how long I've been going to Life Group for? Okay, so I've always wanted to go to Life Group. I used to go to Life Group with my other church and found it really helpful. Um, So Helen, I did express an interest and Helen um, kindly arranged for me and it was really helpful for me because I can do it 
online on, um, is it on Zoom? Yeah. So I've been going for a couple of months now and I really feel that I have been growing closer to God. It's really helped me midweek to find time to um, read the Word because I didn't have time before to read the Bible. So I feel like my strength and faith in God has uh, really, it's got a lot more. Um, I feel God's presence all the time around me and um, even though my life is really difficult, I have five children, it's really hectic, but I feel like God gives me such health and strength to do the job that I need to do. Um, and yeah, it was last week um, when Richard was praying, so this was all online and um, I just... I suddenly like went into a deeper sort of meditation and then like these um, sounds like a speaking in tongues started coming out of my mouth um, but it felt completely normal and natural so um, I didn't even realise that it was happening but in my head and my heart I just felt um, a lot closer to God and a deeper connection and then in the week, uh, when I was praying again, it happened again. So um, I, felt, I felt really blessed. Well done. Yeah, I, I, was, I was... Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I, like I said earlier, that um, she had a procedure, and there she was in her hospital bed, Coming on Zoom, getting involved in the life group. Turn to your neighbour and say, there's no excuse. <laughs> Come on, there's none. If you've got your Bibles, we're in a series, The Godhead. I am going to preach a little shorter message today, about four and a half hours. That's just the introduction, then we'll go on from there. Okay, Genesis 1.26. We're going to go there. The Godhead. Okay, if you've got your Bibles, you don't have to have your Bibles, but if you want to look on the screen, Genesis 1.26 says this, it says, then God said, let us, plural, how, how many of you know that that's plural? God said, let us make man in our image, plural, did you see that? According to our likeness, plural. So here we see that God is talking to God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. So we're, they're, they're alluding to the Trinity right here. So God created man in his, own him, in his own image. God created him, male and female, he created them. You know, it's not until Genesis 5 that God names Adam. And the word Adam, I know you want to know this, uh, means this. It means persons. It means human beings. It means mankind. Say that, that refers to me. Say, I'm a human being. I'm a human being. Tell your neighbour, say, I'm part of mankind. And I like this because God, what he did, when God created even the plants, the animals, and when he created man, he put the seed in those things to produce after their own kind. That's why we get mankind, and man means mankind. So God intended everything he created to reproduce after their own kind. Now this is also true for man. God placed the seed in man and woman to produce after their kind. Say, I'm created in the image of God. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, you look just like Jesus. You know, this is what distinguishes us. This is, some of you, some of you are not so sure and I think you're laughing as you're looking in someone's eyes telling them they look like Jesus. But I think you look like Jesus. You look amazing from where I'm looking. You look even more amazing now. Yeah, so this, this is what distinguishes humans from mankind and animals. And we're going to see this verse in 1 Corinthians 15, 39. Let's have a look at that. And there's a lot of con- controversy around this whole thing about man, who he is, where he came from. But we need to trust God's word. And if we look at God's word, we can see clearly in scripture that God created us. We're created in the very image of God. And we're different from the animals. And there's another narrative out there in our world that says something different. Is that right? Do you know what that is? It says all flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind. Everyone say one kind. One kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, and another of birds. I see the creation of man as literal. I think this should be the a really crucial part of what we believe as believers. And there are a lot of believers that don't believe this. We can clearly see from Scripture that God has created us in His image. Can you imagine that? And you know, God is so mindful of us. Once Psalm 139 says that His thoughts towards us are like the grains of sand on the earth. you know how many grains of sand there are on the earth? Can you picture that? Who, Who plays golf? Who, who's, who, who normally goes into the bunkers a lot? You know what I mean? There's a lot of sand in those bunkers. You know, they reckon in, a, in a, a square foot of sand in a box, they reckon there's a billion grains of sand in that box. A square foot of sand. A billion. That's what they reckon. Scientists reckon there's about a billion grains of sand. So can you imagine God's thoughts towards you, Kimini? When you wake up, he says, Kimini's awake. Do you need a cup of coffee before you're really awake or? No. He says, my kids are awake, Andrew. When you wake up, God's saying, one of my kids are awake. I wonder if they're going to worship me this morning. That should be the first thing on our lips, shouldn't it? When the alarm goes off. Oh, thank God the alarm's gone off. I can just worship you now. Or do you scramble for the alarm and try and get it off? You know, not everyone believes what I've just read. I asked a minister of some 30 years standing... And I asked a Christian about this, about what they thought about the creation of man. Was it literal? The minister said, we can't take this literally. It's only figurative language. The Christian said, I believe they were symbolic, but didn't believe they are uh, literal. Not ritual. Didn't believe that they are literal. I've even heard people say, surely the whole human race couldn't have come from one couple. Have any of you heard anything like that before? One or two of you. One person brave enough to put their hand hand up. I'll get that out of the way so I don't fall over that again. So I've heard people say, surely the whole human race. And that debate goes on even today. I listen a lot to Answers in Genesis. Anybody know who they are? A couple of people. I suggest you go and read some of their stuff. It's amazing. So let's see a verse that might support what I've just said. Let's have a look at Acts 17.26. From one man, everyone say one man. Who's the one man? Adam, right, that's it. Yeah, good. From one man he made, what? All the nations. Is that really true? Can we take that as literal? Can we believe that? Don't know whether I believe that. 
all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. I think that is pretty clear. Would you say that's pretty clear? And yet still some believe that we didn't come, we weren't created by God. We came another way through evolution. I don't want to knock evolution because I don't want to upset people. That's okay. But, you know, you need to choose. What are we going to choose? God's word? Is God true? Is God's word true? Jesus said, my words are truth and life. They are spirit and life. So we've got to believe the Bible. But yet still, a lot of mainstream Christians still don't believe this stuff. They really don't believe that God created us, that we came some other way. Okay. Does anyone know who named Eve? Any idea? Sorry? Adam. Adam named named Eve. Let's have a look at that quickly. Look at that, Genesis 3.20. And Adam called his wife's name Eve. Does anyone know how Adam describes Eve? I think, I think, you know, when God created it, because God said, look, I need to find someone to be your companion. And there was no one. And can you imagine when Adam clapped eyes on Eve for the first time? He went, whoa, man. That's an old joke. I say that at weddings a lot and people hate me for it. But what can I say? So how does, how does Adam describe Eve? Have you got any idea? Bone of my bone. Flesh of my flesh, there's another thing I think that's more important. Because she was the mother of a few people. The mother of all living. Is that right? Who said that? Yeah, look, because it's up there. That's why she said it. She can read it. You thought that she was clever, but she could just... I thought she was clever. You know, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Moses writes, Eve was the mother of all living. You know, we can see clearly in Scripture that there's only one race, the human race. We are all connected together, every one of us. Aren't we so diverse and lovely? Turn to the person next to you and say, you're lovely. I know that's weird if you're talking to a guy, but... You know, a poll was taken in America. I can't find polls in England anywhere. I just can't. Um, I think this was in 2014. And they asked mainstream Christians if they believed in a literal Adam and Eve. 56% of the people interviewed believed in a literal Adam and Eve. They believed they were the first humans according to the Bible. They were real historical people. 56% of Christians, so what was the balance left? 44%, is that right? Maths are quite good. So a lot of people didn't believe or don't believe in a literal Adam and Eve. Now I'm going to do something very risky here. I'm going to do my own poll. And there are no bolts of lightning coming from heaven to zap you in your seat. I'm not going to name you, shame you or anything else. Let's just see. If we can sort of work this out. Who believes that there is a literal Adam and Eve? Don't be shy if you, if you don't. If you don't believe, don't think, well, he's going to look down on me and be you know, cross with me. No. Who believes in a literal Adam and Eve? Okay, that's good. Now, I know, I know you don't like putting your hands up. Who likes putting their hands up? Yeah, see? So it is true. Sometimes we don't like putting our hands up. Even when we want to answer a question, we don't put our hands up. Who doesn't believe in a literal Adam and Eve? Who's brave enough to put their hand up? See, that's, that's okay. 
That's okay. People are on the fence. That's all right. Come see me afterwards and I'll pray for you. No, no. You know, th- th- this is serious stuff. And you know why? Why God will not allow me to get past Genesis is for this very reason. There are many pastors standing pulpits that are far cleverer than I with, with lots of letters after their name that still believe that there was no literal Adam and Eve. And it, it's, a, it's a quandary for pastors, isn't it, Trevor? It can be a bit of a, a quandary, for, can't it, John? You know, when we ask these, these questions, these deep questions, and it's good that you put your hand up and you're brave enough to say, I actually still don't believe in a literal Adam and Eve. I mean, that's okay, isn't it? If that's what you believe, that's why we want you to study for yourself so you can see it for yourself. Don't believe everything you hear in a university. Our young kids are going off to university and, you know, Christianity is not on their list of topics that they're going to talk about and discuss. In fact, Christians are probably the minority and they get shouted down for all kinds of things when they go out into the world. And we really need to be equipped with the right kind of answers that we can find in our Bibles. That's where we're going to get truth from and not the world's narrative. I hold a biblical worldview. A lot of people don't. There's the world's view of, of life. And that's what you're going to get when you go out into this world. But in church, we should have and look at a biblical worldview. See, everything through the lens of the Bible. I believe every word. I don't know every word in here. I don't, has, you know, anyone seen Jesus at all? Anybody? Seen him personally? I haven't either. Yet I believe in him. He's a real person and that he died for you and me. Do you believe that? Some people even don't even believe that. We talk about the resurrection next week. We're going to finish the series next week. We're going to talk about Jesus coming to earth as a man. And still people dispute that. Even ministers dispute that. That's not really true. We don't have to believe in a virgin birth. These are the tenets of our faith, the foundations of our faith. Without the resurrection of Jesus, we're lost. We are absolutely lost. Is this really important? Is it relevant? Should we just hear nice little stories each week? Or should we really be challenged about our faith, what we really truly believe? Amen? And I'm not shaming you or running you down. I think this is vitally important for us as Christians to believe these things. You know, if we don't believe that there's a literal Adam and Eve, then there's no original sin. Just think about this for just for a moment. I just want to try and captivate your thinking. If we don't believe that there's a literal Adam, then there's no original sin. No original sin, then Christ came and died for nothing. If he did die, if he even did exist. Do we believe he existed? Do we believe that he died for our sin? You want to see a verse of scripture around that? Let's have a look at this. And you might know these verses. I'd suggest you go home. You know, Adam is mentioned 27 times, I think, in the, in the Bible. A few times in the New Testament. This is Paul, the Apostle Paul, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It says, therefore, just as through, everyone say it, one man. Who's that? Who's that? Really? Really? Therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin. The story in the Bible, when Adam sinned, God says, where are you, Adam? He knew where he was. He he felt shame. Death 
through sin, and thus death spread to how many? All men, because all sinned. Verse 19, for as by one man's disobedience, who's that? Adam, many were made what? Sinners, so by one man's obedience, who's that? Jesus, many will be made righteous. I haven't got the verse up there, but this verse in 1 Corinthians 15, 22 says, just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, see the Apostle Paul again writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Isn't that good news? You know, let's take this a step further. I don't know if anyone's got a Bible. Turn with me to Luke Luke 3, Luke 3.23. Anyone got a Bible with them? I'd like you to see it in your Bible, actually. It says, Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his public ministry. And Jesus was known as the who? Son of, of Joseph. All right. So let's take this a step further then. Uh, at, uh, ben, could, could you be Jesus? Is that all right? Could you just stand up for me? He's a teacher, so he's used to standing up in front of people and being embarrassed. Because they try to embarrass, don't they? You're Jesus, all right? So does he look real? Can you just touch this guy next to you, uh, Izzy? Right? Oh, gee, is there something going on before the service that we don't know about? Maybe you need some ministry or something. Pray for him. He just hurt his little hand. Benny, well done. Okay. <laughs> it's a private joke. It's okay. So do you think he looks real? All right. Now, if you were to go through this, it says here, the record of Jesus' ancestors. And they've got some weird names in here. Can I shout the names out to me? Go on, just shout some of the names out. They're really weird to say, aren't they? Son of? Heli, yeah. Nagy. Marth. Yeah. Zerubbabel. Joda. Sounds like something out of Star Wars, doesn't it, Joda? All these names. Sorry? Who's that? Oh, I love that as well. Uh, Levi, I thought they made jeans, uh, was the son of Simeon. Uh, uh, let's, let's, let's you know, cut to the chase now and get right to the bottom of this. Let's go to verse 38. Kenan was the son of Enosh. Enosh was the son of Seth. Seth was the son of... Really? Adam was the... Oh, right. So I'm going to just pick on a, a, a lovely young couple. Well, he's on his own today. Now, Mark... You are a real person. I can see you, the flesh and blood. I know all about you. Even the things you don't want me to tell them about you. Have you got a family tree? Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, man. Yes. You have a family tree. So have you ever looked into your history to see, you know, if any of them existed? No, because it's scary. Because it's scary. Were some of them rogues or nice people? Quite Quite likely. But Mark's a real person. Would you say that? Would you stand up, Mark? He's a fine specimen of a man. <laughs> so there we got Adam, and there we got Jesus. So you can sit down now, that's okay. So if there's no literal Adam, there's no literal Jesus. And one of the exciting things about the rest of you lot, you are all his descendants. 
Isn't that good? Look at Mark and say, I look just like him. <laughs> so if there was no, let's get serious now, I'm coming to close. If there's no literal Adam, then there's no literal Jesus, and none of you are literal either. No literal Adam, there could be no literal Jesus. No way to tra trace Jesus back to Adam. If Adam isn't literal, a literal person, then these persons, these people, do you think they were real people here? God's not filling up the page. With names like that, he's not just doing that for a joke, is he? Right? They were real people, and they can all be traced back to Adam, one man. If there's no Adam, there's no Jesus, there's no literal Noah, no literal Abraham, no literal Moses. So who can we believe? Do we believe Jesus, or do we believe some other narrative. Let's just pray. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you that we have been wonderfully, gloriously made. You were there, Lord. You knitted us in our mother's womb. We are created in our creator's image. And thank you, Father God, that you are so mindful of us. You're thinking about us all, all of the time. Your thoughts towards us are like the grain, number the grains of sand on the earth. So your thoughts towards us are many. Father, thank you for your word. It's the last will and testament of God, teaching us how we should live, how we should conduct our lives. And I just want to go back to that testimony from India. Single mum, five children, hasn't got time. And yet just by attending a life group on Zoom, not even in the room, she's really sensing the presence and the power of God. In that hospital bed, she tuned in on Zoom. I could not believe that she was actually there that day after going through what she went through in the morning. And there she was, drawing closer to you, Jesus. And you know, we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus very shortly. Next week, I'm going to talk about Jesus coming as a man. He came to be one of us, to die a cruel death on the cross so that you and I could have life. And when we have our carol service, we're going to sing songs about shepherds and everything else in the fields worshiping Jesus. And we're going to have the, the, the Christian story. We're going to invite people from the community in. And that's what we're going to do in a moment. I'm going to ask Kimini to come up, please, if you would, Kimini. And she's just going to instruct us about what we're going to do right now. Thank you. Yeah, as, as we've kind of been hearing about us all being one.